Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode two of Social Scoop. This is a podcast by Your Social Mate. My name is Kristen, and I am the owner of Your Social Mate. So today we are going to be going over so much social media news. There was honestly so much that has happened in the last week, and I'm actually recording this episode a little bit early because Andrew and I will be on vacation while you're hearing this. Our first piece of news is that Instagram has added new data analytics to provide marketers and creators with more performance insight. So this is something that I love when Instagram does because I am a big numbers person. I really love to have a ton of information that I can dissect to find what I should do more of or do less of. So this is something that is available soon for business and creator accounts. I actually already have this on my account, so you should just update your app and see if yours looks a little different. These new performance insights are going to give you specific information on who's engaging with your content, so a little bit more detail than we typically have. These new metrics that they're adding to insights are, I'm gonna go over them, First, we have accounts engaged, and according to Instagram, quote, this will show the total number of accounts that interacted with your content in a given time period, which you can choose in that top left-hand corner. Accounts engaged is the first one that they're adding. The second metric that they're adding is engaged audience, which, quote, this data will provide demographic insights into the users that are engaging with your content, whether they follow your profile or not, including top cities, countries, age ranges, and genders. And then the third metric that they're adding is reached audience. So this quote is similar to engaged audience, and it will provide demographic information about the people you've reached with your posts in a given time period, including top cities, countries, age ranges, and gender. So essentially, they're going to be giving us a ton more information about the people who are interacting with our posts on Instagram, which I think is actually really helpful because I like to know who's looking at my content so that I can actually better create content for them. If you have more information about your audience, of course you're able to create better content that they're going to like more because you know who they are. (laughs) If you don't know who they are, how are you supposed to create content that you know they're going to enjoy? So I actually really appreciate that Instagram did this. This is another one on the list of updates that I approve of. It's a short list compared to the giant list of updates I do not approve of and that literally make no sense. So I'm happy we got one on the good side. One other thing I do want to mention with this is they said, quote, when a brand promotes a creator's post with a paid partnership label or creates an ad without a pre-existing post, so like a whitelisting type of situation, that creator will now be able to see the performance of that ad, including reach, likes, comments, saves, and shares, Creators can now find this information by selecting the View Ads and Insights button within the Branded Content Ads section and settings. So this is actually, it's really funny that they came out with this update because actually yesterday I was saying, I would love to know what whitelisted ads I have going right now and what of my insights are coming from those whitelisted ads because there's not really a place that I've ever been able to find on Facebook that shows you that information. If there is, please send me a message and let me know because Facebook backend with ads is literally the hottest fucking mess to me. I look in there and I will straight up spend two minutes and then give up because it is near impossible for me to understand. (laughs) If you know where that is, please let me know. But this is some really helpful information on Instagram that you'll actually be able to see what's coming from your ads, whether you're running them or a brand is running them, you will have that information now, which I think is very helpful. 
Second piece of news that we're going to be talking about, Instagram adds new collaboration options for reels and feed posts. This is just another idea that Instagram had, my assumption to be as close to TikTok as possible. This almost reminds me of the Stitch feature on TikTok. Basically, they're calling it a collabs option, and I actually updated my app this morning and I did see this, so this is something that is out there already. You'll be able to invite your friends from the tagging screen, like when you're going to edit a post and where you would tag a person, you can hit collaborate on a post and the other person will basically get a notification that you've requested to collaborate with them. If they accept this invitation, that post will show up on your feed and on their feed and it will essentially show both of your names at the top of that post when people are scrolling through their news feed. I actually saw one, Justin Bieber did one, (laughs) so random. It was Justin Bieber and some other really random older actress, I think. I can't remember who it was, but it was like Justin Bieber and maybe like Meryl Streep and Meryl Streep have a post together. (laughs) And it was so weird because it was a post that was on both of their feeds. It said it was from both of them on the top of that post. So this is their collabs option. Again, I think this is a nod at the Stitch feature on Instagram. But really cool that it will actually show up on both of your feeds. So I can see this being a really cool option for if you and your friend take a really awesome photo together or something that you want to share on both of your feeds. You can have people coming from both directions for your one post, which I think is only going to be beneficial in terms of boosting your reach to their audience as well and vice versa, maybe gaining some of their followers. Again, I can see it being very helpful. So I'm putting that one in the maybe section of I can see it being a good idea, but how many people are actually going to use it, I think is the question. Third new tip that we have here is that Instagram is adding new music focused creator tools. Big uh, surprise here, another nod at TikTok. Obviously we know on TikTok, just how important music can be for trends and things like that. So I I feel like it makes a lot of sense that they would be starting to add more music-focused tools so that they can take all that fun stuff that comes from TikTok and, and bring it over to Instagram, whether it's on Reels or on regular posts. So two different things that they're adding. One is called Super Beat. There's actually going to be at least six from the photo that I saw. Super Beat is one of these new tools. It adds effects to a video aligned to the beat of the song. I'm not sure if this will be like where you could add multiple videos and it will sync to the the beat of the song or if this will mostly be like just like random things that pop on the screen synced to the beat of the song but you will essentially be able to sync some sort of effects to the beat of music. Second thing here is called 3D Lyrics. It displays song lyrics during video clips. For me personally, I can't really see how I would use this because I don't really see how song lyrics are ever going to be something that I would necessarily be sharing. So I personally can't see myself using it, but I think about dance creators, actually like our guest that we'll have on later in the episode. I think about him and I think this would be something really cool where he's doing his dance, the text is kind of like above him moving. And I will say in the, the photo that I saw, It almost looked like the text was like wrapped behind this person's head. I don't know how to explain it. If you're watching the video, I have the screenshot up here. If not, go Google this and go look at what I mean because it's definitely really interesting. I don't know how they do it. 
if it is looking the way I, I think it does, but I think it would be really cool if that's the way it did it. So yeah, there's some new music-focused features that will be coming. Those are only two. I saw buttons for at least six. However, they don't give you the details on all six just yet, so we'll see what those look like when they actually roll out. Number four here, Instagram is testing longer video option uploads to stories. This I like. I'm actually very excited to tell you about this one because I actually feel like this could be very useful for me as a creator, but also very useful for me as a user. I don't know about you, but I've been in situations where someone will have multiple story slides of them talking about something that maybe doesn't interest me and so I have to click through a million slides to get to their next story where they're not talking about that specific topic. So basically what it will be, videos up to 60 seconds will no longer be broken up into segments. So you know how usually it would break up into four little screens on the bottom? It will not break those up into segments. So you will have one slide that's 60 seconds long, which is so cool. I really like that. And you can add music and effects to the entire video now. How annoying was it before when we had to add music to all four slides and try and match up where the first slide ended in the music and where the second slide started and scroll through all four clips? A nightmare. And it never came out the way you wanted it to. So this could actually be really helpful. And I think this would be interesting to see how the click-through rate of people tapping forward looks after this because I think people would be able to tap just once to get out of that segment of what I'm specifically talking about and move on to something else that maybe does interest them a little bit more. So I really like this option. Second thing they're actually doing with this is you will now be able to upload, or I guess this is something they're testing, you will not now be able to, they're testing the ability to upload full Reels clips to your story. So now you share a Reels clip to your story, it shows the first 15 seconds in that slide, and then you basically have to click on the Reel to see the full thing. Now you'll be able to actually see a full 60 second Reel clip on your stories there. The third thing they're doing here is they are testing a new option that would redirect users to full Reels clips from stories when you share your Reels to stories. This to me seems a little weird. So in the top left hand corner under your name, if you share a Reel to your story, you'll be able to click view full Reel here. If a Reel at this point is 60 seconds and we have the ability possibly to see the full 60 seconds on that story slide, why would I need to click that link up on the top? Wouldn't I just watch the story right there? Then my other question with that would be, does the do the views that I get from stories also count towards my reel? Because I don't want to share my reel to stories, have it not count as a view, but people be able to watch the whole thing. So there's no point in them clicking to go watch it. Could result in less views for a reel. So that would be something I'd have a question about. But unfortunately, I have not been able to find any information on that. This does make the last piece of news, though, a little obsolete if people can watch that whole 60 seconds. So this one it seems pointless to me, but again, if they are planning on extending how long a reel can be to three minutes similar to TikTok, then obviously that makes a lot more sense for them because then you would be able to click that link and actually go watch the full three minutes. You'd only be able to preview the 60 seconds. We'll see where that goes. 
second to last piece of social media news I have here, this is a very small one. Instagram will now allow uploading through the desktop, especially for social media managers or people who are trying to do as much on a desktop versus their phone. I know my eyesight, if I can do it on my computer, I would rather do it on my computer because my eyes are so squinty from being on phone all day that I love the idea of uploading to the desktop. So only photos and videos that are less than one minute will be able to do uh, be uploaded via desktop at this point. No reels and no stories at the moment, but they said at the moment. So that makes me think that they may be thinking about putting those on there as well. And one little piece of news, IGTV is turning into Instagram video. So my feed has officially switched over. I don't love it, I have to be honest with you. I think it killed a lot of the aesthetic that I had on my IGTV page, which sounds so annoying, but I had the names written out of all of them so people would know what every video was. Now it took all of the names away, so people literally have to click every single video in order to find out what the video is about. And I cannot see people taking the time to do that, so that worries me a little bit. However, I don't really, pay attention to IGTV too much. I'm not super worried about it, but I do think it is dumb. They do still have the little button that says series, so you'll be able to separate your videos into series. So I would highly suggest that you take advantage of this so that if people wanna sort through your videos, not reels, just your videos on that video tab, this is the only way that they can do it at this point, is through series. So when you are posting a new video, I would add it to the series that makes most sense so that people can have some sort of categories to, to flip through when they're looking for a piece of content from you. That was all of the Instagram news that I had for the week. Like I said, it has not even been a full week since I released the last episode. We're recording this early, so I'm really surprised at how much information was out there in the last week. I will say one thing. I do think that every time there are this many updates in a small period of time, which has been happening a lot in the last few months, I do feel like it has some sort of an effect when they're messing around in the back end with a lot of things, I do think that we end up getting the shit end of the stick at some point. And I will say from what I've gathered talking with other people, other creators, everyone who is using this app for some sort of business, a lot of people in the last month or two have been really struggling to see a reach that feels like it makes sense for them and engagement that feels like it makes sense for them. If you feel like you're in that situation, I think it's first important to do a self audit. Look at your content. Is it you? Because it could be you. You can't automatically blame bad engagement or bad reach on the algorithm. Are you doing everything in your power? If you are, then that's all you can do. Everything else is out of your hands. You have to, at some point, wipe your hands clean and say, look, I've done everything that I can do. Whatever happens, at least I was able to put out the piece of content that I wanted to put out. I'm proud of it, and that's all that should matter. So, do yourself audit. If you feel like you're doing everything, then you just need to focus on feeling good about your content, and the rest will come. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our amazing guest for this episode, Aaron Dodge. I am so excited for you guys to meet him, and I hope you really enjoy the rest of this episode. So, we are here today with Aaron Dodge. Aaron, how are you? I'm so excited to have you here. I'm fantastic. Uh, super excited to be here too. Thank you for having me. Yay. I feel like, of course, your answer was fantastic. You're always fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. 
fantastic is what I go with. And it really, um, it's sad how many people that it shocks, like, let's say like the cashier at the gas station yep. is like, it's like fantastic. Like I'm fantastic too. I need to, I'm like, well then say it. Like, what do we? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's to- response is always good. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, so Aaron, okay. You are like TikTok king. I mean, dancing king, comedy king, content creator, just amazingness all overall. So I would love to kind of just get a little backstory on what you do, obviously for anyone who is kind of just meeting you here for the first time, but also how you got into what you do now. Oh gosh. Um, can you get me? How long does this have to be? I know. Is, is under two minutes? <laughs> An hour? What are we going to Give me your um, elevator, your elevator explanation. My elevator explanation. Well, I, I'm an, I just, I like to always break down these podcasts and stuff like that. I just feel like I was just, I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth. I call myself the black sheep of the family and my mom won't be upset because this is like the 12th podcast I've called that on. Uh, <laughs> Enneagram seven, Leo. I'm just, a, I've just, I've always wanted to be in front of the camera. Um, I, I joke when people say like, oh my God, TikTok was made for you. Those are friends of mine that have known me since uh, middle school when I was like, on the VHS, my my life changed when I found out that my parents' VHS player can do slow motion because I was like recording the VMAs and like slowing down in sync and Justin Timberlake doing all these different dances and so literally dancing on TikTok was was made for me. But um, yeah, I just um, I've always loved social media. I, I I call myself when I whenever I'm teaching a class or whenever I'm pitching a client. Um, I grew up in the Facebook world. Facebook was invented my freshman year of college. So it was like, friend me here, friend me there, poke me here, poke me there. Yes, I brought that. <laughs> poking. <laughs> Nothing like poking a random girl in your English, cl- English <laughs> class and not even knowing her name. It's great. Um, so I just like was, it was, I've always, I've seen iterations. I've seen when you can start to add photos on Facebook. You can make albums on Facebook. Like I, it's so funny because when they asked me to go back into my, like, give me a throwback picture of you, Dodge. Just like, let me go to my first album I made <laughs> in 2009 on, or 2006 on Facebook. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've just been, I've, I've always loved social media. I've always wanted to be in front of the camera. I'm a, you know, like I said, Enneagram 7. So I'm a Jim Carrey impersonator lover of, of all those kind of things. And I've just, well, I mean, no way to sugarcoat it. I like to be the center of the attention. I like, it doesn't bother me. You, you said, you said 20 minutes ago on your Instagram stories, like, oh my God, Andrew, he's looking at me. Like it's your, you know, your uh, loved one looking at you doing IG stories and you can't do it. I'm just like, point any camera that you want at me. I got another camera over here pointed at me right now. I got your camera pointed at me, but um, no, I've just always wanted to, to be in front of the camera. And then that has transitioned into my job. So we're obviously in, in the age of the creator. We thought we were couple years ago and then every single day keeps getting better and better and absolutely better. i've talked offline about that if there's anybody listening right now we're going to say this a hundred times in here but there is any time to think that i don't have enough to be a creator i don't have enough followers i don't have any of that just throw it out the window because the time is now um but it, it, it started with iterations it started with facebook and then it moved over to instagram i'll never forget posting my first video on instagram oh my god you can do 15 seconds of video on instagram. <laughs> I was in Minneapolis. It was like 2011, 2012. I just know where I was for all of these iterations. Then I got on Snapchat. Then, um, you know, that's when I was really into Gary Vaynerchuk. So he was like video, video, video. And so I've known how important video was. I went to and worked at an advertising agency that 
was working for a client that did not value video. And so I'm like, I got to get out of here. And I followed a, a friend of mine and we built a small production company here in Charlotte that was doing event recaps, uh, testimonial videos, social media vi videos, all of that. And then long story short, after uh, two more two more years there or three total years there, I decided to go off on my own because in the middle of the pandemic, I saw what TikTok was doing and I saw how it was shifting from people being bored and dancing at their house in uh, like March, April, May, June of 2020 to like August hit. And it was just like, I'm a small business, buy my face cream, and then a video goes bonkers, and now this person's life has changed forever. Um, so there's uh, there's just a lot of people out there that were starting to do that with their business. And my first ever client out of leaving my full-time job had mag multiple, multiple success and multiple, multiple viral videos on TikTok back when TikTok was easy to go easier to go viral is what I'll say, but like we got multiple million dollar or million dollar, million uh, view videos. <laughs> On TikTok and we built from zero to 35k on on TikTok um, in a matter of months off of off of basically tricking the algorithm and we had it we had a very I, I always say I always say this with a grain of salt we had a very um, purchasable product it was yeah. a little it was a it was the holler tags that you put on the back of your phone and if you're at a, an event you tag they can tag and file on all your socials and stuff like that so yeah so we grew that and so I came out of uh, going into business for myself was like TikTok consultant, content creator, all of that. I, let, let's do all those kind of things. But now as I just passed a, a one year of owning my own business, crazy. Yay. Um, I have now settled into like, a, I call myself really like a three-headed monster. So I do social media consulting, uh, which is, is nice. I take a step back. I, um, one of my clients has like a social media manager and she handles all of the analytics and the posting, but it is my job to ideate on what is happening on TikTok and IG Reels. How can that work for their business? How can we tackle a trend? Squid Game just came out. Let's make a Squid yes. Game post. Or like, so, um, so yeah. And I've seen a lot of TikTok consultants and other different people talk about making money as a trend finder. And that is like, once again, if you're listening to this and you like to be on TikTok and IG reels and you have, you can bring value to a company and you can bring value to a company just by suggesting, Hey, this trend, this red flag trend is popping off on Twitter right now. You might want to tweet a red flag about your business, like something like that. So yes, being able to uh, understand what those trends are, what's happening with those trends, how they're, how they can be moved into um, that business that you oversee. So that's social media consulting. So that's one bucket content creation, which is basically like, I can be the face of your brand. If you want me to completely take over your, um, your content creation, I wouldn't say like take over your social channels because of all right. the and stuff like that, but you, anybody can hire me to come on and be the face of your skincare brand or anything like that. And then on the other side is influencing, which is just, you know, paid, paid to post. Um, and so I've, up until I went into business for myself. So up until 2020, um, just because I don't really, um, I like to bring transparency to these kind of things. The most I'd ever been paid for a single group of postings on um, on social media was 350 bucks for a couple posts. Um, and I, it is now, I'm not going to say the total number, but it's not, it's not as much as you, but it's, uh, <laughs> up there. but it is, it is, it is, well, will be over 10 X of what I've done in the past. It just in 2020. And there's still a few, a few months left and not yeah. a lot of people 
Not a lot, of, a lot of people know that I have a Grinch costume and will be worn again for the holidays. So if anybody out there is looking for some Grinch content, you can reach out to me. Okay, well, I mean, as long as we know you have a Grinch costume, I feel like that's very valuable information. And I just think that is something that if people aren't following you, they need to follow you specifically to see the Grinch costume and the content that you're about to come up with with that. Because I remember last year, you had some good Grinch ones. So I'm excited. I thought that me riding a skateboard, like the guy... (laughs) with the ocean spray yes, yes. And, and in the Grinch costume biting into an onion I thought for sure I would get a viral video on that. <laughs> it didn't happen but it's content see it's it's and that's the part of that's the part of content creation that I love especially where I'm at right now you know I I, I said to myself in the car like last night I'm like I need to have another client I need to have another client I'm just like no you don't treat yourself like a client because I yes. haven't myself like a client I've treated myself like uh I should probably post today like right. no you need to Aaron Dodge what's the best thing for Aaron Dodge to post tomorrow so if you can sit down and treat yourself like a client what that's where the ROI is everybody always talks about ROI is the ROI for me to send 15 cold emails off LinkedIn or is an ROI for me to put my best piece of content forward because you don't know what's who's going to see something. Right. You know, I got a text message a couple of minutes ago from a client that said, well, this video is ready for approval. And we sent it to Walmart and they loved it too. And I'm like, amazing. Excuse me. Like Walmart, Walmart, Walmart. <laughs> um, you just don't know. You don't know who's going to see your content. That's, that's content creation one-on-one. You're not just going to say like, I'm not going to post until another person pays for a post. No, <laughs> you have to be creating every single day. And on TikTok and IG Reels, if you're a content creator right now, a true content creator, and you tell me you have nothing to talk about, (laughs) you are lying because there are sounds that are being given to you. There are videos that everybody is doing. Like the, we used to sit around and say like, God, what skit can I, what skit can I do today? Or what impression can I like try to scrub from YouTube and like bring into Facebook or Instagram that's not going to get flagged? Like, can we talk about like the flagging portion of Instagram? Like if you had oh. a song that you danced to as a choreographer in the back of your dance studio, that's 90 feet away from the audio, you got flagged on Instagram and yep. Facebook. Now we're just like, nah, we're good. We're just going to flood. Cause they saw what, what audio was happening with TikTok. Exactly. So let me ask you a question because you are obviously on both TikTok and Instagram, but I think from what I've gathered from following you for however long it's been now, I feel like you probably prefer TikTok if I had to guess. So between the two of them, like what are your pros and cons? What do you put more effort into? What do you feel like is easier for you to monetize? Like, how do you feel about the two platforms? Because I know for me, and I think our answers are probably different for this. Like for me, I'm more on the like influencer side versus content creator. Whereas I feel like you're so heavy into content creation and dip into influencing. So I feel like we almost come at it from different perspectives. So I'm curious to know like how you feel about the two different platforms. My answer would have been drastically different three months ago when IG Reels didn't have <laughs> Let's just say Okay, that. true. Okay. <laughs> um, I love them both. I, I was having this conversation with my roommate last night. My, just like multiple people that have multiple 
social media platforms, they are two completely different platforms and they are two, for me, they're two completely different followers. Yeah. You wanted me to post a video telling my TikTok to donate or purchase this t-shirt, not going to get too many sales, but the people that have been following me since 2012, they're going to buy, they're going to buy whatever I am like impassioned about or love about. So I have 6,000 like 400 followers on Instagram. And I just crossed, I got a viral video five days ago and I just crossed 30,000 on TikTok. So they're completely different. They're most of my followers from TikTok are from my David Rose impressions. Fun fact, I absolutely love to dance and you'll see that on my, on my TikTok. (laughs) And I don't get any traction on my dance videos. That's just something that I love, but every once in a while, an impression will get, uh, garner me another thousand, couple thousand followers. So the funny thing is TikTok is ever changing and it's, and it's getting, everything that they're doing is getting better and they're incorporating more uh, effects. So, so, I mean, it, it's really hard to like put them right up. They, they have positives for each. Yeah. Like, you know, we see that, you know, I just, I was going to text you today, but I just got the play button on Instagram just updated for me. Um, okay. So yeah. I, my TV button is gone now. So my play button. So like now I got to understand what's yep. the important like this play button comparable. So now, now we got the IG reels portal. We got the video portal we got Instagram stories for, and, but then we got, you know, TikTok on the other side, but like I'm, so here's my cadence for those listening. I'm a, I am a find a concept and trends from TikTok. They get screen recorded and they get put on to IG reels. Mm-hmm. None of my IG reels have really popped off. Things that go went very viral on TikTok have not done anything on IG Reels. I don't know if it's the screen recording. I've actually, I actually, the next three months, my goal is going to try to do what I tell my clients to do, which is find a high ranking audio on IG Reels and keep it all in IG Reels. So I really mm-hmm. want to try to do that um, because I don't, my, my formula isn't working. Am I growing? Yes. But like my formula, like all, I see all these people out there. Like I went from 5k to hundred K just by posting two to three reels a day back when reels were, when they were pumping reels. Right. Um, so once again, I'm not really, I'm treating myself as a, as a client, as Aaron, whatever is making me the happiest. And I know will make my followers happiest is what I'm doing. Like I, if you truly, if I took a step back for myself and I looked at myself as a client, I'm not really, I'm not doing IG reels the way that I really should be, but I am happier this way. And so I just wanted to continue, you know, a funny video that I thought could have got traction last night on TikTok. I brought it over to IG today and all of my friends that have been following me for five plus years thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It's not, but it's not exploding on either platform. It's just kind of doing well. Right. Once again, another opportunity for me to look funny, another opportunity for me to do a voiceover, another opportunity for somebody to see a piece of content that they've never seen before. So um, when you're in business for yourself and you're creating more content, it's just, it only takes one video. As the guy, absolutely, the dog face for the ocean spray. Only <laughs> that's what keeps me going every single day is it only takes one video. And I know that yep. if I'm, you know, 35 now, and I haven't hit that quote unquote video yet or, or whatever, but that's totally fine because I just know that every single time that I think of something funny, when, uh, you know, I write it down in my notes app, like this would be hilarious, you know? And so continuing to keep put out authentic content, like everyone we've, I feel like authenticity has been tops on people's list when it comes to your content. But like, like, like I said, the old influencer is gone. Like the yep. old 
that's like you you have to bring your authenticity to the forefront and when you do that people will latch on so yeah and, that's, and I really love what you said about like making yourself a client because I actually have had kind of the same like revelation recently where I again I have all of my mentorship students and I will go through like every single piece of content with them and, and go through and again find where we're where we're lacking or what we're doing really well and dissect their profile and you know go so deep into theirs but I do the same thing where I'm just like okay, well, I have to do this. Let me get this. Like, it seems more of a chore for myself, but for everyone else, I put so much work into it. And even with like between social me and my own profile, sometimes on my own, I'm just like, okay, well, again, let me just get it up there. Let me just, you know, post what I need to post. And then I'll like work on pushing social me a little bit harder. And yeah. so I've kind of been taking the same steps to like, how can I feel like my own personal Instagram is less of a chore and just again, focus on the type of content that I like making and that maybe I made previously before I found out like what worked well, because I feel like sometimes when you find something that works well or performs well, after you share it once, you get so hooked on creating that type of content. Cause you're like, okay, well I know it does well. So you're like, just trying to get all the numbers in, but after a certain point, you may not even want to make that content anymore, but you sometimes feel so obligated to do it. So I, I like the idea of treating myself as a client. And I, I've been having the same kind of thoughts recently for sure every creator every small business owner feels oh yeah you are obviously a content creator for yourself but you also work with other companies and have clients so you were working with a company you know that wasn't just yours so when did you decide like okay I need to just go off and do this on my own and what things did you need to like kind of check off before you actually went and did that because I think a lot of people listening would love to be able to quit their jobs and do this for themselves, even if it's just creating their own content and not necessarily working for other companies, but just finding a way to make this a sustainable income. So what were the things that you had to do and, and made sure that you checked off before you decided like, all right, it's time to go off on my own? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I've over the last two, three years that I've really hopped into more than I ever have. And I think it's something that we don't talk about enough. It's just very straightforward finance. finances. Yeah. You know, what do you, uh, how much money do you have to feel safe? How much money do you have in your emergency fund? How much money do you have? Are you putting away? Like all those kind of things. Um, you know, I, I, this is going to sound hilarious, but I screenshotted my net worth and sent it to my parents and said, like, I'll be fine if I fall on my face for the first six months. Like, <laughs> I uh, love that. I was like, Denise, uh, you know, I got, uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> first couple of months were rough, but I mean, I, we got through it. So, um, you know, obviously understanding what your value is. Like I, like, I'm not a business plan guy. I, I really am not. This is the second time I've went off on my own. I fell on my face the first time. So uh, I knew I had to make some changes, but I just knew that I had more knowledge in the market. So obviously like you, you have to understand what you're going to you know go in for. I was like, I can create content. No other thing I said, like, you know, what's your, what's your you know ability to bring value? You know, I knew about TikTok. I knew that when in August and September, when I decided to leave the company and go all in on myself, I understood that there was going to be a magnitude of like CMOs saying like, hey, social media manager, if you're not on TikTok, you need to find somebody to help us with TikTok because right. TikTok is, is so important now. It's like, that was 
kind of around the area where people are like, is this going to survive when everyone's not sitting at home in the pandemic? And <laughs> once, we, once we made it, once we found that answer, it was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, now, now Nike's on TikTok and Lululemon's on TikTok and Chipotle's on TikTok and all these kind of people are, all these big players are on TikTok. So I saw that opportunity as well. And then I was just, it was just very bare bones. Like if I don't go in business for myself, I'm going to, you know, I hate regret. So I'm like, I'm going to be laying and, you know, on my deathbed when I'm a hundred, cause I'm vegetarian, I'm allowed to be a hundred. Um, so I'm just like, if I'm sitting there and I didn't do this, I would be upset because obviously, and then I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to, you know, work and, and, and bring value to people uh, for my dream to build my business, to, uh, you know, do this for me. Like this is, you know, it's funny because the easiest thing for you to do is just take your last name, put media behind it and call it LLC. <laughs> media LLC. Um, but it's really cool because it's not like, I don't want to be big. Like the first book that I ever got from a friend that changed the way that this first year went for me was Company of One. And it's a great book that talks about staying very lean. If you need to outsource something to someone, do that. But it is just like, it's your business, stay in your lane, do what you do best. And if you need somebody, like don't bring in an employee and just outsource everything. It's yep. exactly what I've done this year and it allowed me to stay very lean. A lot of people come to me, Aaron Dodge, for video production. I don't own a camera besides my cell phone. So have most of, some of my content obviously within TikTok is being filmed directly from my camera or when I go to um, like a client's house, I'm just like, this is going up on IG Reels. Let's film it on your phone or my phone. So like, I do video production without any cameras because I didn't so want to foot, I didn't want to foot the bill for that. So now if we have a large, if I have a large uh, project, I have two very trusted friends that, uh, that used to work at the video production company with me that I bring on. One does motion graphics, one does, is really good with lighting. And I'm just like picking and, and playing with, um, with these you know, contractors, but you know, buddies of mine that they, they went into business for themselves. We, uh, right. we all, so we all kind of have this like nice ecosystem here at, at this office that I, that I rent out of and, and I staying very lean was a, a great way to do that. So that's another opportunity for you to, as a small business owner, the leaner you are, the, 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 the better take home pay you're going to receive each, each month. So, Absolutely, so yeah, yeah. Understanding, understanding my finances, understanding that with TikTok exploding, I brought, had a little bit more value to bring the world than I had just basically of being on, on Facebook and, and Instagram the, the years past. Now I was like, I got another social media um, app in my back pocket that I can, can um, master, teach yeah. master bring value to people with. And then like the regret, I just wanted, wanted to do it. And the other thing too, is I wanted to be able to, you know, when you're a content creator, if I, I, say, I said this a couple of days ago, if I stub my toe getting out of bed at 7 a.m. and I want to write a skit about stubbing my toe that, that everybody can relate to on my social media, if I'm working for somebody else, I have, to, I have to wait the entire day to tell that story. And that like, that is when you know you should be a content creator. If you're, if you're working for somebody else and you have like this tick and like, like your right eye is like twitching the entire day because you just wanted to create a piece of content for yourself while you're working for someone else, you probably could be a content full-time content creator. So the fact that I can, I mean, as soon as I get off this, there's a fun dance out on TikTok right now. I'm going to go to the back of my office and film and film the TikTok because that's yeah. just what I want to do. And it's my business and I can do that uh, on my own time. So I love it. 
yeah, that's awesome. And I love the idea of like the fact that the regret is something, or I guess like being scared of regret is what really pushed you to do what you're doing now. And I was in the same situation with my old business. So when I lived back in Massachusetts, I had um, like a salon spa photography studio business with a friend of mine. Um, And our motto, every business step that we took, our motto was just like, well, we won't know if we try, like, let's just do it and see what happens. And every time we would try something new, we'd be like, you know, okay, did this work? Did this not work? What can we change next time? And obviously, you know, the more you try and the more you put yourself out there, of course, you're going to learn things that again, are good or bad. Um, so we took a lot of, of those risks too, and, and definitely it all paid off. So I think that idea of just like believing in yourself enough to be like, you know what, if this doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. I learn from it and I can figure out what I want to do next based on this new information that I have. Um, so I kind of want to switch it up a little bit and talk a little bit about kind of mental health. Um, because again, like I, I introduce you as, you know, you're high energy, you are like always happy, always excited. And I'm sure that's not the reality of it. I know you shared like a few times on stories when you're just having a bad day, which is obviously something that we all go through, but as someone who is such a positive person or even viewed as such a positive person, what do your down days look like when you're still expected to be a business owner and still come out with this funny, exciting content? Like, how do you deal with all the the pressure and that kind of stuff that's maybe out of your control within your business and on social media? Great question. Um, I, I mean, I'm trying to think back to my like first year of owning my business and I never really, I, I can't really think of a time where I was looking at the camera and I was just like, mentally, I'm not there. Like, and having to like message a client and say, you're not going to get the video today. You'll get it tomorrow. I'm just, yeah. luckily I'm there. Um, but my, my mental health story dipped the lowest uh, during COVID because I actually um, had COVID and I had COVID pretty, pretty darn bad. I had some, some lung issues and some heart issues that I had to get some testing for and, you know, um, had to go get an MRI and be in a tube for two hours by myself. And so that was no. um, a little bit of a, a struggle there, but, you know, mental health is, you know, I think everybody was going crazy this week with Jonah Hill, who, who was talking a lot about Instagram and how, yes. what would your life be like if Instagram you know, was gone tomorrow? Um, you know, I, I try, I try to, I try to get up a little bit earlier in the morning. I try to, I, my, um, one of my new favorite hacks is, you know, you know, I'm not going to get an alarm clock, but my, my phone can be my alarm clock. But like, I, I tried to do my first hour without my phone. Uh, I think that helps out a lot. It starts my day a little bit more fresh. I can start my day with, you know, information from a, from a, from a good book or from a, a good meditation and can kind of start my day that way because um, it's definitely something that I've had to keep my eye on. Um, I have had some hard days uh, in, the, in the recent months with, you know, with things going on around our country, things going on around um, with, with the pandemic and stuff like that. We've all, there's a lot of people out there that have hit their lowest uh, during this time. But what I try to do is just, is just understand that it's not, it's not, luckily all of my clients understand what, what I do and what I bring. So if, it, you know, if my mental health was detrimental to a piece of content that needed to be made, they would understand that. And I think that that's, you want to align with people 
um, and partners and clients that have the same morals and the same values as you, because it's just, it goes right back to, you know, working for a company. You know, I would hope that if I worked at a company, my, and I said to my employer that I need a mental health day, that they would understand that that's, um, you know, I'm not going to Carolyn's I'm actually going to <laughs> mentally, <laughs> mentally decompress. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's been a little bit of a challenge this year, especially um, in the recent months when I, when, you know, it's, I know I'm in social media, but it's still even scary to share that I'm on my phone nine to 11 hours a day. Yep. Um, same with me. I agree. Yeah. And so I try, I try my best to, to be present when I'm, when I'm with, with friends, with family um, and stuff like that. So, uh, but it, it has been a little bit of a challenge because you know, not only am I back to having to create, but I, it's like, you know, I'm kind of known as dodge where's dodge with the ideas, you know, where's yep. the next, uh, where's the next idea coming from? So, um, it's, it's tough because there's times, you know, I'm, I'm at 10 o'clock on, uh, eight to 10 o'clock on Monday, I'm writing my TikTok Tuesday email, which I try to give two to four trends, uh, each week on my TikTok Tuesday email. And there's sometimes at eight o'clock that I, I've decompressed all weekend. And so when I decompress on the weekend, I don't get served trends, which I don't see what's happening on TikTok. I don't see what's happening on IG reels. And so, you know, there's sometimes where, you know, I want to write in my email, I'm sorry, but I didn't see any trends this week because I just wasn't on it because I needed to focus on my mental health. So it, it's, it's, it's a challenge sometimes, but luckily I've been blessed uh, personally with a lot of self-awareness and I think understanding yourself and what makes you the happiest, whether that be the amount of time, whether that's be screen time, the amount of like the communication between you and your clients, there's a magnitude of people out there that do not, do not communicate at certain times. And the client knows that, and they know that that's a way that they uh, separate and stuff like that. But, you know, I want to continue to bring value for my clients. So, um, you know, I, I do have to sometimes be on it when I'm not really feeling it, but there's other times where I'm just like, eight o'clock hits and there's a basketball game on and I just won't, I won't look at it until, uh, until I go to bed until the next morning. So. Yeah. And one thing I do notice that you do very well, and I think a lot of people probably really appreciate is when you are open enough to say like, you know, I'm it's today sucks. I'm having a bad day today. It's, you know, like I'm not going to be on here pretending that I'm the happiest person ever today because it's just not a good day for me. And so many influencers and content creators, I think, get on stories or whatever it is, reels, TikTok, and act like everything is perfect. But it's so important for you to be honest when it's not because it really shows people that it's okay to have a bad day, which is honestly so sad that we even have to clarify that for people. But that's what social media does you know, obviously it shows you again, a highlight reel. We've heard that a million times. Um, I will say I did see the Jonah Hill thing and the way he was like, what if Instagram just shut down at 6 PM and everyone had the night to like, you know, live their normal lives. And I was like, that would be the best thing ever. I would be so pumped about that because I, I would love to just get it done in the day and then be able to clock out like a normal person who has a you know normal nine to five job. But for anyone in social media, clocking out at 5 p.m. is near impossible. Even if you have to just log back on for a few minutes to finish something or answer an email, for you to put all your devices away at 5 p.m. I think is near impossible. <laughs> it's a challenge, but you know, if you, if you, 
I just have a little, I just have time management is something that I definitely need to work on as a small business owner. So my, my, my trouble is like, oh, I have a free evening. I can put in two hours tonight. So that's <laughs> how I, that's like something that I need to continue to work on is because I look at that and I say, well, if I don't finish it now, like after my workout, I'll do it. And then my workout gets done and I'm just like, I really wish I could decompress. Well, if you worked a little bit harder during the day, <laughs> dancing at four o'clock, like I'm about to do, uh, you would have more, you know, so those kind of things. It's just, it's just, a, it just goes back to the being your own boss. You know, you gotta, you gotta push yourself. I told a friend today, I was like, if there's something that you didn't want to do, like if there's something like, I just don't want to clean my room today. Well, if you walked out of your room and did nothing, you're just like, now you're going to think about it. So now I've just tried to, at the very simple, like, what's two things I can do today? Okay, I can put the clothes away and then I can do, I'll handle the other stuff. So it's just like, it's just a small, tiny little changes can go such a, such a long way when it comes to, uh, you know, finishing a task and, and continuing to, to make yourself um, efficient. Efficient, yes. Yeah. Great um, you've probably heard me talk about this before. Cause I love this method, but you're almost describing this whole, like eat the frog method, um, where it's basically like, you know, you think of the tasks that are the most daunting or like things you just don't want to do. And you keep putting off and you just get them done first thing in the morning so that, you know, like the whole rest of the day, they're not like dwelling on you. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to have to do this after. So I love doing that. Cause I will always put tasks off that I don't want to do, but if you just get them done, you feel so much better for the rest of the day. And the rest of the day seems a lot more enjoyable when you just get the crap away in the beginning. Um, So, okay. I have one more question for you and I'm really interested to hear your answer to this because I think about this a lot and I don't know what my answer is really. Um, so if you had to guess, like just based on the information we have in the world now, what do you feel like the future of social media looks like? That's a loaded question. (laughs) That is not where I thought you were going. Um, oh gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, here's, here's one thing I will say, because when I looked at the, when we sat back, you know, cause I wasn't really on musically before TikTok. Uh, I tried to, and it just, it just, I couldn't get into it. Um, there is definitely an, enough people on the planet and there's definitely space for another social media app. So, because I thought that there was no space for TikTok and right. like, lo and behold look at look at what ended up happening so someone's out there making the next someone's out there making the next tiktok um so i definitely think that there is no such thing in 2021 with the amount of people on with phones and on social media there's no such thing of like there's not enough space for another app because i really do think that if you, and i think you would agree with me that like 2015 2016 2017 we would we were snapchat was was popping and you know mm-hmm. twitter Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. So we had like those four core, like a, a little bit of Vine in there too. If you want to get throwback. Vine. Yes. Oh, rest in peace. RIP. But I think a lot of social media managers would say like, I don't think that there's another app that could, that could really fit into this ecosystem. And then TikTok came and just destroyed every single record and they're continuing to grow. So um, I, I, I want to be like a cool techie guy and say like AR and VR, but like, I think that the, my basic answer would be that any social media can come at any point now. I think that TikTok has shown us that. So I don't know what that looks like. You know, I think that, um, 
I think that technology is going to continue to, to do that. I have a friend uh, that left his job to start um, a virtual dating um, app that allows people to like if your uh, spouse or loved one uh, lives in another city, you can rent out a virtual cabin and you can have your date be like in a cabin. Like what? A vir- a virtual cabin. Yeah. So, and then the other thing too is like, you know, I, I, I don't want to say the word pandemic, but like a lot of things manifested out of the pandemic. So there could be a tragedy or a, a new technology or something that could come in that doesn't even exist yet. I mean, I continue to remind people how young the iPhone is. Like the iPhone is, is, is crazy young comparable to, you know, if you look at the you know, life lifeline of, of some of the things that really pushed our country forward hundreds and hundreds of years, but you're just like the iPhones, like look at what, look at how much, iPhone and Facebook and, and Apple have exponentially pushed our lives forward in the last, let's just even say 10 years. Small amount of time. Exactly. Small amount of time. So like, you know, there's going, you know, there's, there's going to be like, you know, you know, Oculus is going to come out and you're going to be able to like, you know, blink and, you know, swipe right on this person, swipe left on this person just with like glasses. Like it's going to, it's going to get crazier because that's just the way that, that's just the way that we're, we're headed, you know, we're not, some people are saying that like, you know, the iPhone's going to go away soon and we're going to be doing things on other places. I think that's going to happen, but obviously we still have a good, yeah, I think, I think so too. Of, you know, an opportunity for all these apps to continue to grow um, and continue copying each other. So hopefully uh, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> um, awesome. All right. So what, uh, where can people find you? What is next for you? Give us a little bit more information there. Sure. Um, so you can follow me primarily on Instagram and TikTok. That's where you get the most laughs and the most value um, out of me. So that's Aaron underscore Dodge and on TikTok and uh, IG. I'm over on uh, Twitter. Uh, Aaron underscore Dodge guy will not give me my name. So it's Mr. Underscore Aaron underscore Dodge. Um, I don't get over to Twitter as much as I would like to. I have like little, I have little things like nuggets of information that I've dropped that I, I feel about social media. I'd love to get those over on Twitter, but um, I don't tweet as much as I, as I would like to. Um, but that's where people follow me. Um, like I said, I'm just, uh, I'm super blessed that the one year under the belt as a small business owner. And I, like I said, I finally find, found my like three silos that I like to, I like to sit in. Um, you know, I'm excited for the next couple of months. Cause like I said, Grinch is my Grinch guys coming back out. I just ordered a second mask to have a backup mask. So I'm hoping, do, I'm hoping to do TikTok content. I'm hoping to do IG Reels content. I'm hoping to tell all of my clients that I had in 2021 that if they want to incorporate the Grinch into any of their content, that I'm happy to help with them there. I might even do portraits with little kids as the Grinch. Uh, I just thought in the car today, driving here to my office, like I could do a Zoom with kids. and kids <gasps> Love that. 10 minute zoom of the Grinch. Like how fun would that be? Amazing. I just to do, you know, I just could do Jim Carrey impressions for an hour. I know one mountain's toxic sludge is another mountain's potpourri. So it's, it's creepy how good you are at that. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't tell you how excited I was when I finally looked up like what Enneagram I was. I figured out I was a seven and the website says like, I know they're Enneagram sevens, Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. And I was like, I've never felt so (laughs) loved in my life so connected (laughs) it all makes sense (laughs) right um and you also have an awesome newsletter that people can subscribe to is that just like a link in your bio 
Yeah, link in my Instagram, link my, my link tree in both my TikTok oh. and my uh, Instagram. Uh, TikTok Tuesday, I try to hit you with something funny. I try to hit you with three to, like I said, two to four uh, trends per week with a little bit of TikTok news and and yes. TikTok information at the end. Um, I've been doing it for. My buddy said, you know, Substack, you can just like write a write an email and people can just like read it. I was like, what? And so. Um, for some reason, people like my me to write because I I'm the worst grammar and and spelling and everything person, and it just I I I write the way that I talk, so it's just like you do. It's right. very funny. I can hear like when I'm reading your emails, I'm always hearing it in your voice. <laughs> Literally, I wrote a sentence today. It was like I, in my TikTok email last week. It said, "Who doesn't like a good way to start your Tuesday with a RuPaul sound from TikTok?" And I was just like, "That's yep. that's." I would say that is literally yeah. something I would say. So yes, um, <laughs> I do enjoy that. Uh, if you are in Charlotte, um, I MC the uh, Checkers hockey team here, the AHL hockey team. I'm actually doing some rehearsals tonight. So our season's coming back. So I'll be back on the mic, which I'm super excited for. And that means more time with our mascot and more time potentially dancing on the ice, which a lot of my first TikToks in October of 2019 were dances with Chubby and the checkmates at the at the checkers game. So that was when I first like I was like, oh my God, I got a this thousand views <laughs> on this. Like, what is this TikTok thing? So it's actually kind of funny. I might be bringing, I might be reposting some of those because it's just like so funny that that literally a blink of an eye and here we are. I don't even know what it is. Two years later. Two years later. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing my math for me. Uh, and here we are two years later and and I'm making money on TikTok. I'm helping other people get views on TikTok. It's just crazy how much uh, how much time can can really change things. So definitely. Cheers to, cheers to the next five. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I will probably see you at one of the hockey games. Andrew and I are very excited to go to them. And I'm excited to hear you MC them for sure. Um, so thank you so much for coming on here. Um, you guys should all go follow Aaron. He honestly is my daily laugh every day. He's very entertaining, as you can tell, very awesome person. So thank you so much for coming on here and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Excited for this podcast and what you got coming up here soon. Yay! <laughs>